Welcome to the Revenge Body Podcast. I'm Maverick Willett, and I've helped thousands of divorcees and single moms get snatched waist, jaw-dropping booties, and confidence that captivates the attention of men in every room, all without dieting, cutting carbs, giving up wine night, or starving yourself. What's going on, everybody? Everybody. Everybody in the club getting tissy. Yeah, New Year coming up. What I thought I would do is give you all a template, a guide, a New Year reference point so that you can get where you want to be, not just for the coming year, but for life, because that's what I do. I want you to win and keep on winning. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. You know, Haley's in the living room right now hearing me shout randomly. So uh, quick life update. Yeah, I have a TENS unit on my back right now because I'm 30. And you just hurt your back randomly when you turn 30. No, I was deadlifting and strained some shit in my back. Snap my shit up, y'all. Snap my shit up real good. I haven't hurt my back in years. Actually, I'm medically retired from the army because I herniated two discs and have nerve damage. And so I have to be very careful. And careful, I was not. And when you're 30, you got to be careful. You ever notice, those of you who are parents... I don't know. Well, I don't know how many of you are similar to to me and have a co-parent. You know, maybe you're divorced or separated or what have you. I always like I'm I'm in the midst of the chaos. Sometimes I'm like, oh, we get a weekend without the kids. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be able to do a bunch of stuff. But then inevitably, once the kids are gone with their respective co-parents or whatever, one of them's gone, whatever it is, I just miss them, and we end up just like Haley and I went out on a date last night, and we just. I mean, obviously, we talk about a lot of things, but we just talk about the kids. You know, when they're not here, we talk about them. When they are here, we're we're just dealing with them. We're just parenting, helping them, helping them learn, helping them integrate that left and right brain as we do it for ourselves. You know, which is a whole trip. A whole trip in and of itself is like parenting self as you parent kids. It's a trip. Those of us who are, you know, invested in that kind of thing, growing right, <laughs> trying to grow, then you have to reparent in the ways that maybe you weren't parented or in the ways that you were abandoned, neglected, or perceived that learning how to integrate your right brain with left brain as you help your child do it. At least for me, that's been a, that's been a trip. I, something is always revealed about me whenever I'm presented with an opportunity to parent or correct behavior or whatever it is. I always have to think about why do I want to do it this reactively? Why why do I feel this triggered about this outburst? You know, what is it about my parenting or my upbringing? Not to perform psychological surgery every time something happens, but just in the pursuit of growth, in the pursuit of trying to learn and just do better as parents and as people. You know, it's always cool to turn inward. And sometimes it's hard, you know, especially like it's it's easier to do it, I think, with parenting than it is maybe in relationship when you have a conflict. A lot of times we get into this like, I'm right, you're wrong, adversarial place when it comes to conflict with another person that we love. And habitually saying, why do I feel so defensive? Why do I feel triggered? Why do I, why do I feel this way? That's hard sometimes when we are, we're brought up to prove a point you know, or win the argument. Or if you witnessed a marriage where points were kept for a studio audience watching the conflict, and then that becomes our way of being, right? written in pencil though, y'all. You can erase it and do better over time. In talking about this, this video or this, this, this episode today, when it comes to New Year's resolutioners and, and, and you getting to where you want to be and setting yourself up for success for the, for the new year, 
you know, you should already be implementing a lot of what I'm going to tell you because the last thing you want to do is try to overhaul everything. January 1st is the worst time to still try and do that. That's when everyone else does it. And that's why everyone else fails. And you don't want to fail. You don't want to fall short. You don't want to burn out. You don't want to derail again, right? So let's do this differently. I'm going to challenge you to view it through a different lens, a lens that will take you where you want to be. It's not fast. It's not overnight. It's not sexy, but it's what works. And I'm interested in you winning, not you losing some weight and then gaining it all back. I have nothing to gain here, but I just, I realized the other day, if it weren't for helping other people, like this is where I get so much of my fulfillment is when I, you know, I get messages from you all in my DMs randomly. Like I'll get, I'm getting them more and more frequently, but just stuff like using only the advice you put out in your videos, I'm down 24 pounds. Only following your podcast, I'm down 50 pounds, right? Like that's like, that's awesome. That makes every negative comment I get meaningless <laughs> because I know that it's that I'm impacting people. Um, and and I'm, I'm always striving to explain things better. I know I can always do better with my content and how I present things, how I deliver things. So your feedback is very, very helpful. When I, like the biggest boost for me is when someone says, you know, I've been trying to understand this concept for years in the way that you said it finally made it click. That, that's awesome for me because you know, that's important. There's so many concepts out there that are so confusing. There's so much conflicting information. So if I say something in a way that it clicks for you, that's great. That's what I'm aiming for. And so I hope this episode's helpful. Really appreciate the support throughout this year. It's been a wild year for everybody, I think. I think we're all just kind of <laughs> kind of over it <laughs> in many ways. But this was a crazy year for me. I mean, I started this year in a different relationship. You know, and now I'm engaged and blending families and new new home and a new place and launching a new a new project slash business in, in January. Just a lot of cool stuff, a lot of challenges, a lot of growth. So I'm thankful. And I and I just wanna advocate gratitude for you all as well. Like it's impossible to be poopy if you're if you're grateful. So I know it's like it's really, really easy to get into that mode of stressing, forecasting, dreading, you know, only thinking about the things you got to do and the negatives and what's the next thing. But I encourage you all to look around, pause, do some breathing and think about everything you already have to be grateful for. Because only when you're grateful, I'm not going to get too woo-woo on you, but I truly believe that you can only receive more once you're grateful for what you have. It goes back to that age old example I give where it's like, well, if you're you give if you go and buy your toddler a toy and they immediately throw it on the ground, you know, you're not gonna buy them another toy. They weren't grateful for the one you gave them, right? Well, the universe kind of sees that the same way. If we're bitching and moaning, not gonna give us more. I'm not saying life isn't full of hardship and things don't impact us, but we have a lot to be grateful for, especially if you live in this country. America, best country in the world. <sighs> and so every day I just try to come back to that, you know. Because I'm not programmed to look at it that way. I'm programmed to stress and look at everything I need to get better at. Look at what's going wrong, what needs to be fixed instead of looking at what's already great and being grateful for that. And it just kind of loosens, loosens up the shoulders and helps me operate a little, a little less pressure. You know? and I just want the same for you. Because life rips and it's, it's temporary and passes in the blink of an eye. So it's just important be grateful for what you have and, and be present as much as possible and not do, get too caught up in either the, the past or the future. Because I'm here to tell you the past and the future, they don't exist except in our mind.
The present is all that exists. And so that's where we should put our focus, try to, try to be there. Without further ado, let's get into what I want to talk about today. And that is body transformation for 2024. How to lose 50 pounds in 2024. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. How to lose 50 pounds in 2024. This is your full new year body transformation guide. We're going to go over what not to do. We're going to go over how people are not actually struggling with fat loss, but struggles with fat loss are a byproduct or a symptom of a deeper root of struggling with self and trusting one's commitment to self. We're going to talk about how when we don't keep our word to ourselves, we see ourselves as a, as a flake and how to change that and how to get momentum with your word and ultimately your results forever moving forward. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to keep it basic. I'm going to give you the bare minimum things, the bare minimum boxes you need to check in order to continue seeing progress. Simplify it. Take the pressure off to where you don't feel like you have to be perfect. And then I'm going to talk about the importance of compassion and self-love because without that, without acceptance of self, even when you get to the goal that you want to be at, it won't matter if you don't already love yourself. You'll just move the goalpost. Let's dive in. So let's talk about what not to do. Let's talk about what most people do and why most people fail going into a new year. Pretty much people just set commitments that are way higher than their current reality. And what this leads to is falling short. Now I use the quote fingers because you're not actually falling short. You're just, uh, you've, you've just set your commitments too high compared to your current reality, your current level of consciousness, one might say. And so resolutions are something that I'm not really a big fan of because it's, it's usually a dynamic overhaul of, of our, our behaviors, of our lifestyle. I mean, you look at things like 75 hard, keto, a lot of the crazy diets out there, carnivore, you know, it, it, balance is not found in extremes and behavior modification, which is what this really is. We're trying to cultivate behaviors that lead to the result that you want. So you don't have to panic diet in the future. Behavior modification takes time and it needs to be done incrementally. There's a smart way to do that, but people are missing the mark in what people are actually struggling with. So we want to avoid huge lofty commitments. Things like, I'm going to work out six times this week. I'm going to go on 18 walks this week. I'm going to completely cut carbs, cut sugar. Let's stay away from these jump starts to our fitness. Jump starts are essentially jumping off the cliff because you can't jump start life change. You can only build it. And there's a very smart way to build it. We want to stay away also from rules, right? Like diets. When I say diet, a diet would assume that you are abiding by an arbitrary list of foods. You've made rules with your eating. And when we make rules for our eating, it sets us up for failure. Because what happens when you don't follow the rule where you're going to feel like punishing yourself or like there should be some kind of consequence or that you did something wrong. You've put this label on this food and no foods are good or bad, by the way. But by putting that label on it, uh, you now feel like you have messed up, that you need to punish yourself by fasting or by over-exercising or some crazy thing like cutting carbs or sugar. And you don't have to do that. What that leads to is oscillation back and forth. Pin, uh, purging, binging, purging, binging, over-exercising, over-indulging. Because you don't have anything in the middle. The middle is where the balance is found. Also, want to stay away from looking for blueprints. Like we don't want to, like meal plans would be an example of this. But we're all we all think that like 
if someone just tells us exactly what to do, we'll get where we want to be. Like, give me a meal plan. Tell me exactly how much to eat. Tell me how many times to be in the gym. Tell me how many steps I need. The reality is no one can tell you that without your own awareness of one, where you're at, and two, the incremental steps after you discover where you're at. We can't do anything until you have that awareness. For example, everyone says, should I walk 10,000 steps a day? Okay, that's an umbrella recommendation. It can be harmful for people who are only walking 2,000 to 3,000 steps a day. If you're only walking 2,000 steps a day on average, and I tell you to walk 10,000, you're not going to all of a sudden manifest 8,000 steps out of nowhere because it's not currently a part of your lifestyle. You have to build your way there. So we want to stay away from blueprints. We want to stay away from making rules on our eating, like hard, fast rules that create more oscillation. We want to stay away from diets of any kind, which means anything that tells you that certain foods are bad and certain foods you should avoid, stay the fuck away. And we want to, we want to avoid huge commitments, right? So people aren't actually struggling with fat loss. And I know that may sound crazy considering what it is I do for a career, but it's not, I've discovered over the years, like I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of women. It's not fat loss. That's the struggle. Fat loss is a symptom. It's a byproduct of struggling with self and commitment and following through on commitments and trusting your own word more than anything. Because you don't trust your own word and you don't trust your ability to follow through on commitments that you make, you continuously fall short. And this manifests as being in a caloric surplus regularly or extreme dieting and then oscillating towards binging, right? Like it, it creates uh, fat gain or, or weight gain as a byproduct. But what's happening is you're just not following through on your word. And, and this applies to a lot of things in life, whether it's accruing financial abundance or, you know, body transformation, relationship improvement, you know, really, really anything where you're trying to work towards a goal. If you set your commitments too lofty and then you fall short and you feel like a failure, it's a cycle that can perpetuate the cycle. So, we want to look deeper than the, just the surface level here of, of you know, fat loss struggles and look at how can, we how can we close the gap of integrity we have with ourselves. I'm going to give a really simple example to explain this concept. Imagine you and a friend, let's call her Stacy, agree to meet at Starbucks tomorrow at 4 p.m. You have kids. You know how much effort it is to gather the kids up and get them on the same page and get them dressed. And you're going to go meet Stacy and her kids at Starbucks. So you, you do that. You're excited. You're like, oh, finally, I get to hang out with a friend. You get there at 3.58. Stacy's nowhere to be found. She doesn't show up. She ghosts you. How do you now view Stacy? Probably don't really trust her to make future commitments with. You probably view her as a flake. Now, when we say, I'm going to exercise seven times this week, and we exercise three times, we now see ourselves internally, subconsciously as a flake. We didn't follow through with this commitment that we made. Even though the commitment was lofty, even though we knew it was really above our current reality, falling short of that commitment now makes us feel like a failure. We start to feel like we can't follow through on any commitment. So. I invite you to do this instead. Commit slowly, complete readily. Don't make these resolutions. Don't say you're going to do these lofty things and like new year, new me. Great. By the end of the year, it might be a new you, but you're not going to be a new you on January 1st. We're going to build that new you. 
commit slowly. Instead of saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two scenarios. Scenario one, you say, I'm going to walk seven times this week and you walk three times. You feel like a failure. Scenario two, you say, I'm going to walk one time and you walk three times. You overachieve. You feel good about that in scenario two. In both scenarios, you, you committed. And in both scenarios, you walked three times, but you feel like a winner in scenario two because your commitment was more realistic. Apply this to everything, but especially these four categories, and you will see monumental change, especially by the end of the year. Because what we're doing is we're creating lifestyle. We're creating behaviors instead of trying to overhaul. The four categories are average a caloric range, average a protein goal, average a certain step count, and get stronger. We want to use this commit slowly, complete readily philosophy in those four pillars when it comes to body transformation. Here's some examples of what this looks like. Instead of saying, I'm going to track calories seven days out of the week, say, I'm going to track my calories for one meal this week. Follow through. If you do it more than once, great. You overachieve. The point is that you want to make sure you can follow through on the simplest of commitments, the smallest of commitments before you add more. Let's look at protein. You can calculate your protein goal by taking your goal weight in pounds, multiplying it by 0.7, or you can just go for 100 grams plus. By the way, for your calorie goal, you can take your goal weight in pounds, multiply it by 12, and, and that can give you your calorie goal and just average a range of that goal over time. I'll get back to that. Now, back to protein. Let's say that you're trying to eat more protein, which is what all of you should be doing if your goal is fat loss or body transformation. Then instead of saying, I'm going to hit this protein goal every single day. Say, I'm going to eat three high-protein meals this week. For some of you, this is going to be painful because you're going, to, you're going to think, oh my God, that sounds super, super easy. That's the point. Give yourself a very small commitment to complete so you can have a chance to build momentum with trusting your own word. We're trying to build trust with your own word. This will bleed into everything else in life, by the way. But if you apply it to body transformation, you're guaranteed to succeed. So that's protein. When it comes to steps, instead of saying, I'm going to go on seven walks this week, say, I'm going to go on one walk this week. Complete, follow through, then build. You see where I'm going with this. In every category, we're more focusing on these four pillars of body transformation, the, the undeniable pillars, caloric range, protein goal, walking, get stronger. If you commit slowly in each one, if you take each of those pillars and you make a very, very small commitment each week and you follow through, the following, you know, make, do that for a couple of weeks, do it two to three weeks, prove to yourself you can do that. Then raise the bar, write this down somewhere, write down your commitments that you've made, follow through on them and then build and build. And the compound interest of doing this continuously will manifest with a totally different body and reality by the end of the year, probably sooner if you really do this, right? So that is how we want to commit slowly, complete, readily. And like I said, you can apply this outside of body transformation and fitness. You can apply this to almost any area of your life. The, the point is that we, we're closing our integrity gap with self. What is integrity? Integrity is doing what you say you're going to do. It's what I live is what I say. And that matters so much more with ourselves than with the external world. So when we have strong integrity with self, it gives us confidence. It gives us 
legitimacy with self. It gives us credibility with self. We trust ourselves as a source of commitment, right? And so if you trust yourself, it's just, it's so much easier to, to make progress with everything because you know that when you say you're going to do something, you follow through with it. This exercise also is a tool for helping you make more realistic commitments so you don't overcommit when someone asks you to do something. These are, this can help you set boundaries with yourself. If someone asks you to overcommit or commit more of your energy and time than you know that you realistically can, now you have confidence to say no where it doesn't serve you, right? It bleeds over everywhere. But we're focusing on body transformation here. So that's how we want to keep it simple and, and build momentum. I want to be very, very clear that a lot of us, a lot of us struggle with behavior modification because we shame ourselves when we fall short. And this is the uncomfortable part, but a lot of us struggle with binging, for example. I want to be very clear that you don't want to punish yourself or shame yourself when you succumb to a behavior that you're trying to modify or heal, right? It takes time. So as you're trying to build momentum, let's just say you've struggled with binging. I'm going to give you, we're going to zoom out and view this from a different lens. One of the things that makes binging really hard to overcome is the shame that perpetuates the cycle. So instead of, let's just say that last week you binged four times and this week you binged three times. Zoom out, praise yourself for binging one time less than you did the week prior. Don't punish yourself for continuing to binge. Praise yourself for binging less. Zoom out even further. If you look at the month, the calendar month, and you circle the days that you did not binge and you X the days that you did binge, if you have more circles this month than last month, that is progress. Praise is needed. Praise is in order because you're improving. This is, this is measurable, quantifiable progress in a behavior you're attempting to modify. Where we get stuck is where we succumb to the behavior again, and then we shame ourselves. We call ourselves a piece of shit, or we say we're incapable, or we get hopeless, right? That keeps us stuck. But if we look at it from a slow improvement, an uptick, a trend upward, if you will, in positive behavior over time, it gives us space to heal and takes that pressure off. So apply this to any kind of behavior you have that you're trying to you know, heal, improve in, or, or do better with, right? So I, I, really, I really advocate you know, the, the self-love and acceptance as part of this process. Because let's just say that you do apply these concepts and you get to your goal weight. If you haven't cultivated love and acceptance for where you're at now, at your worst or when you're struggling, then when you get to this goal weight, all you'll do is move the goalpost. That's what we tend to do as humans. If, if, if we don't cultivate contentment where we currently are, it makes it really hard to be fulfilled when we get to an accomplishment. It never, we, we just continuously feel empty. Don't confuse contentment with complacency. Complacency is I'm where I'm at, I'm suffering, and I don't care to get any better, and this is just how it is, and I'm just going to stay here. That's complacency. Contentment is I accept myself, warts and all, flaws and all, shortcomings and all. I love myself for who I am. I'm going to show up as my authentic self. I accept my limitations. I accept my, what has gotten me to this point, and I'm going to work towards healing, improving, getting better. 
out of love, not out of fear, not out of contempt, not out of loathing, but of love for self and a love of wanting to progress and get more out of life and establish more wholeness and presence and love for life, basically. So not to get too woo-woo on you, but that is what I firmly believe gets the, not only gets the result that you're looking for, but helps you keep it. So that is your New Year's guide. That is what I highly recommend you do. Obviously, I can put out a lot of information and it's still confusing, right? It's still, it can still be hard to know where to go, especially if you see a plateau in your progress. And that's where coaching comes in. So if you are interested in getting some one-on-one guidance with this to streamline your progress and take out all the guesswork, just visit my website, apply. I'll reach out via DM. We'll jump on a strategy call and get you where you want to be. But regardless if we work together or not, I just want you to win. That's why I do what I do. So I appreciate you watching. Hope this was helpful. You're going to kick ass in 2024. ESV out. If you liked what you heard on this episode, ladies, share it with your friends. And if you want to finally escape dieting culture and get body results that make your ex wish he never mistreated you, check out the link for the Revenge Body Metabolic Revamp. You can find that in the show notes. And remember, ladies, you are powerful.